Spoiler alert, the following podcast includes discussions on film that may potentially, intentionally or inadvertently, reveal plot twists, character traits, story details, up to and including endings, that may otherwise be considered spoilers. Proceed at your own risk. You are listening to Movie Sucktastic. Sounds like some bad movie. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Something's wrong? No, we're ready to rock and roll, oh, baby. I, I, oh, you sounded a little depressed there. I was like, depressed? okay. Depressed? Yeah. No. I, I don't. I just, I don't know. Up the energy, maybe. I don't know. Up the... <laughs> All right, everybody! <laughs> ready to well, rock and roll! <laughs> movie you wanted that? the best! You got the best! Kids! Joey. And I'm Scott. Yo. And we're reviewing the Triangle of Sadness, uh, getting out the Oscar best nominees before the uh, Academy's uh, dishes them out on TV. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Literally, like so, AMC every year, AMC does uh, Oscar films that you can go and see when they're nominated. So they have all the best pictures. They have every single film. You can watch it in an AMC theater, except for All Quiet on the Western Front. It's very awkward. I don't know why. And mm-hmm. I know you can watch it on Netflix, but and it did go theatrical for the required time so that it could be nominated. Um, they have everything else but that film. Now, with the fact that they're showing nine movies and that the average length, aside from women talking, is a minimum of two hours and ten minutes... And some of them are close to three hours. They have to do it over two days with breaks. that. Yeah. They have to do it over two days with breaks. Because if they don't, you would be in a movie theater for literally 16 to 20 hours. Something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. I wouldn't do that at home. I wouldn't do that in a room full of people. (laughs) Right. And literally, you can watch every single one of these movies with the exception of Avatar and I believe Women Talking, but that's going, that is going digital soon. Mm. Okay. So you can watch everything. So, so we're reviewing Triangle of Sadness. This is one of the few (laughs) films on the Oscar list that I saw, that I had seen before the Oscar nominations were announced. Right. And I love this film. This is... You, hold that thought. So, Mare is home so I can close the door 
so I can, <laughs> the cat can stop bothering me. The children can stop making noise. So let me go close the door. Give me half a second here. All right. Yeah, uh, Triangle Sadness uh, was was just on my radar because I, I caught the trailer somewhere. Um, and it, I just fell in love with the film, and, and it really uh, blew my mind on some levels. I just, re- I really just loved the, the uh, what he, what the director did, um, and the fact that he even did it. I mean, it, it's, I, I'm not gonna say it's a courageous film, but I mean, I just sometimes you, you, it's, it's, you take a gamble when you make something uh, that's that's kind of. Um, I don't know how you even describe this film. Jesus, Joey, what are you doing? I gotta carry everything here. Son of a bitch. So I get, are the, are the boys in bed yet? I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing a goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't say it like that. I'm like, I don't know. I said, bitch. Bitch, I'm doing a fucking podcast that I make no money for. I forgot the name of the film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not the one that went out. <clears throat> All right, so Triangle Sadness it was written and directed by uh, Ruben uh, Ostland. Ostland? Ostland? Uh, it's got umlauts in his name, I think. Yeah, so I think it's Ostland then? Or is that Ostland? Uh, I don't know. Ostland. Yeah, I, I want to say it's Ostland. All right, if, if, if we come across a pronunciation, we'll change that. Uh, um, it doesn't matter. After I saw this film, uh, I, I saw it because I saw the trailer. And after I saw this film, I went back and watched his earlier film, uh, The Square. Uh, oh, wasn't I saw as the square. impressed with it. I saw the square. What? I saw the square. Oh, you did? I did. Yes. The one with the museum and stuff. The one with the museum. It's got uh, what's her face? Moss. She was in Mad Men. What the mm-hmm. hell is it? Something Moss. She was in The Invisible Man. She was in that. Um, yeah. Saw that one. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I I didn't like it as much as Triangle Sadness, but you definitely see like his his uh, and Force Majeure I, I I've seen as well. I haven't the, seen the that. other film he did. Well, you know he's an eccentric director. Yes, you know yeah. it, it's 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 he's like now, one part art house, one part you know uh, I don't want to say Hollywood movie, but he there are so I I judge a film like Triangle of Sadness by is my wife going to like this? And she walked in about halfway because I knew I had to watch it because we were reviewing it. But she walked in halfway and she actually sat down and watched the rest of the film and actually really enjoyed it. Because even though he's an eccentric director, art house, it never really goes so far in that direction that it would quote unquote bore you. Well, the way a lot of art house films can do. Let me do something. Let me say something that that you won't hear most people that review films say because it's like a dirty little secret. Uh, Force majeure. I did not care for. What was I that still one haven't of, what seen was the that American. One about? Ad- what? What was it about? Uh, Force majeure was remade in America with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, and that is that film where there's an avalanche while they're on vacation, and he runs. He grabs his phone and runs, and like leaves his family behind, and it, like fucks up the whole vacation. <laughs> Is it a comedy? It, it's a it's 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 what you would call a boring dark comedy. I would say. Okay. At least, now I haven't I have not seen the American version. I have it. I still can't bring myself to watch it because Force Majeure was a, 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 a okay film, but I just feel honestly just didn't feel it went anywhere. I, I thought it just like 
with that kind of setup, I was waiting it to go somewhere with it, and I really felt it just lingered on it through the whole film, and oh, I wow. didn't care for it. But then with the square, I thought it did a bit better, and it and it threw like threw curves into it. And you can definitely see the, the path he's taking with this kind of narrative now with Triangle Sadness. Uh, Triangle Sad. Do you want to give the description of the plot? Or really, if you if you break it down as simple as possible, it's about privilege. No, 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 and no, 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 no. Back it up. Back up. Back up. What? 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 That's that's theme. That's like I'm talking about like like a plot plot synopsis. Oh, so uh, I start off to, with that. I got to pull up names because I, I I don't remember. Um, you know, all right. I, I mean, Carl, Carl, Carl and Yaya, they're uh, basically both models. They're young influencers, influencers which I hate. Well, that. she is. At least. I hate that fucking word, by the way. Um, dude, millions of dollars, dude. millions upon millions of dollars. Yes, I know. <laughs> it just, I'm not jealous. I just want to point that out. Uh, That's not what preaching it is. to the choir. It's not what it is. Preaching to the choir. Well, this film, this film pretty much takes the same stance. So we're all in the same kind boat of. here. So they they they're 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 influencers. They're they're pretty. They're models. They get free trips. You know, they have all of these things that you get for being in that kind of life slash lifestyle. And mm-hmm. they end up on this luxury yacht with a lot of other people who are older, rich. privileged, you know, rich kind of like. There's a scene in the movie when it uh, when it when they're on this boat where it's the whole don't say no, you know. If they ask you to mm-hmm. do something, you say yes, and then maybe you get a big tip at the end. You know, there's that scene, so and that really sets up how privileged these people are. So right, so it's like some of the and they 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 give us kind of a uh, an amalgam of, of wealth. Wealth, uh, wealth uh, uh, hoarders, if right. you will. Um, you've got the uh, the elderly couple who's who's managed to make much, 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 uh, much of their lives by selling uh, landmines, grenades, landmines, and, and other things like that. You know, just just, <laughs> just merchants of death. Your yeah. typical nice elderly merchants of death. Uh, then you've got the 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 Russian uh, oligarch with his wife and his mistress. Yeah, that was I was I thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh then you got the the like the um like the dot com guy who made his own company and sold it so now he's a millionaire just trying to fit, you know, he's yeah. aw- like the awkward new nouveau riche just like hey, I'll buy you watches if you if you get handy me, you know, just flat out like bribing the chicks. Right. Uh, and, and, and am I leaving anybody out? Like the big ones? Um, there's the the one woman that she's a, a stroke victim, and she's oh, yeah. wheelchair bound. Um, mm-hmm. And she's with her husband, who he does everything for her. Right. Um, then you got just got the flat out senile couple. Uh, the, the yes, one, the, the one, one woman that, that kept asking about to, the, to, to clean the sails. Clean the sails. Right. Yes. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like. Uh, we don't have sales. It was in the magazine that you had sales. It's like, okay, we're going to get right on that. We're going to clean those sales. <laughs> it's easier to just say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, so uh, one and, thing leads to another. And then you have the crew. The crew oh, the is crew, introduced right. at different times. Right. So, I mean, I, I want to get into the whole later structure of that, but just to sum up the rest of the film, uh, uh, one thing leads to another. 
Uh, the boats, uh, everything goes crazy on the boat. Then it's taken over by pirates, and a small handful of survivors make it to an island uh, where they end up playing uh, Lord of the Flies uh, for the rest of the film. Yeah, that's the third act. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's an uh, interesting third act because I only very I saw uh, like a TV spot, like a fifteen second TV spot. I had mm-hmm. no idea where this movie was going to go no, or me neither. anything, and I'm so happy that I I went in blind. Oh, now now the let's talk about just the opening of the film, the whole beginning of the film for for. At first, seems like oh, this is gonna be boring as shit. But the film really sets up the the power dynamic that we explore all throughout the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because because the it all it all comes down to the fact that he gets the bill, even though she said said she'd get it last time. And, they, and he starts he starts you know confronting her on all these games she plays to avoid paying bills and stuff. And so they get into this really serious conversation where she openly admits that she manipulates and uses her power. Uh, as a sex, you know, attractive woman, uh, to manipulate people like that, to, to make sure that she's okay because she doesn't trust anybody else to protect her. She's out for her own. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's also out of fear, knowing that she's in a rare position of having that power to begin with. Right. Exactly. So when he confronts her, it he kind of flies off the handle. Um, mm-hmm. I actually watched a featurette on the making of this film where it showed like little bits and pieces and they actually showed and talked about that scene um, and what it meant and why he was acting the way he was and why she was doing what she was doing and you nailed it because they go into a, a, a few of the things that you actually just talked about. Now, I think the important thing too is that she is aware of the power she has and yes. she is aware of how she's using it. Yes. Now, this, this young man that she's with uh, carl he is not aware of his power in his place and he doesn't understand how to use it this comes to light on the yacht when um he gets a little jealous about a a, a, um, a, a dock uh not dock worker boat uh, what do we go deckhand deckhand, deckhand that's the yeah. word that's the ticket um he gets jealous of a, of a bare-chested deckhand or his, his uh, yaya keeps looking at so he mentioned something about it, and then next thing you know, he's all upset because they, they fire him right away. Yeah, well, Yaya fully admits that she thought he was, quote-unquote, hot. Right, so and that's he, why... He so didn't know how... Just, you're right, he did not know how to handle it. So he went to them and said, hey, just so you know, one of your one of your uh, deckhands is, is not wearing a shirt. And they 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 did fire him. And <laughs> hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? <laughs> that <laughs> and, guy, and, and, best decision that ever happened. For that guy, yeah, right. And I think Carl. I mean, the whole film is really follows Carl as he learns, is exposed to, and learns about these power structures as we go through the film. Because, because uh, as you mentioned, and when we get to the, once we get to the boat, they're they're really like at the low end of the power structure. Like, and then they just got they got an invite because she she uh, she got so many hits on her she's, thing. Uh, she's not like an actual. She's, you know, a tycoon, you know, sell, you know, selling arms to foreign countries right. or, 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 or selling shit. Yeah. You know, she, she has no product, literally. And so it's, it's like that weird. She's new... pretty. That's, that's, she's pretty. Right. So, where, so she's actually in a, in a world where like her power as an attractive woman is a commodity in itself. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting to see them where they they're at the table with the the Russian guy. He's like, "Oh, I sell shit." <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then um, I and liked then they, him. I liked his character, by the way. A oh, lot. he's a great character. Oh, yeah. you, you know, I I I could have watched I could have watched the movie if the rest of the whole rest of the film was him and Woody Harrelson in, in the, locked in the cabin. <laughs> black, I would have watched black that or for red. another two hours. Black or red. I'm like, why have I never played that as a drinking game? You get <laughs> you would get hammered so fast. All right, let's get it out of the way. Woody Harrelson was the fucking is a fucking genius in this film. It's the I, I, the, I oh, when the sales part happens, which right. was even in the trailer, so it's not like new. Right. When the, the woman's talking to him and you get the full length of it, and it's like the awkwardness of it, and then then when he says, uh, "Then you know what? We'll we'll make sure that we clean those sales," and he winks. Yeah, and I was like that wink, just like like that unsettles that woman so much. But, and I just I love that shot, and that's the that's the thumbnail I'm using for YouTube because, God, that's just like everything was in that. And I love this. I wanted to use the scene earlier. Once he's finally dressed, because they you know they spend the whole like first two days of the cruise trying to get him out of his cabin. He's like he's a drunken mess. Oh my God! And then of course, so what leads up to the picture that's on the screen in the back background? Uh, what, what was her <laughs> name again? Vera. Vera. She's puking up a storm. What leads to that, it's actually her fault. <laughs> because. Dude, you stole my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm glad you did. I, I'm fucking glad you did because I, 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 I watched like half a dozen YouTube videos. I'm like, how come no one's talking about this? This seems like an integral part of the film. Really? Got, am I, so I'm glad that you caught right onto it too. Oh, Thank fuck you. Yeah, Please man. Continue. It is absolutely 100% her fucking fault. Please continue. So earlier in the film, like I was saying, the, the, the one woman, what the hell is her name? Um, it's here. Which one? Uh, Paula. Vicky Berlin is her real name, but Paula, she's the one that says, do, n do not say no. Always say yes. Oh, she like she yeah the head yeah. she's the head okay. of the crew. So yeah. Vera, she goes to one of the one of one of the girls and says, "I would like you to be me, and I will be you. Get in the pool or in the jacuzzi." <laughs> and she's like, "Nope, I'm good." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no." And she's like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." And then it goes on for a couple of minutes, and it gets uncomfortable. So well, then, because then she actually like just uses her pot. Vera uses her power and says, "Listen." Aren't you supposed to do everything I say? Exactly. Yeah. But what, but what leads to that after that is she mm -hmm. makes everyone on the boat that works there go on the slide for like their entertainment. It's like, you're going to have fun. And then they go downstairs and they go to the chef. He's like, all this food's going to go bad. <laughs> and they're like, they're, they're serving octopus. And next thing you know, they're all sliding into the ocean and nothing's getting done. No food is being cooked. All the all the stuff is down there. Eventually, they do cook it, but it's been left out too long. It's been out left way too fucking long. And so now, fast forward after them doing God knows how long that they were forced to do that for, they are now going to the captain's dinner. Now, they keep trying to nail down Woody Harrelson for this captain's dinner. And he's like, uh, we'll do it Thursday. They're like, no, 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 no. Any day but Thursday. <laughs> We're going to have horrible weather on Thursday. And he's like, uh, Thursday, can't do it any other day. Because he's an alcoholic and he's just locking himself in his room. 
So fast forward to Thursday, which is the day they do the sliding and the food is going bad and they're serving it anyway. Um, so fast forward, now the boat's rocking back and forth. They're starting to serve all this food. And at one point, when he's at the captain's table, he gets a cheeseburger and fries, which is like, man, that's <laughs> I, I fucking love that he gets a cheeseburger and fries. I, and he, it's, 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 that was funny enough. But then we just turns to the guy. That's the guy like trying to buy chicks with watches. Yeah. Uh, like the, the dot-com guy. He turns to him and just like, I'm, I'm not into fine dining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what you see, and I don't know if everyone noticed it. I noticed it. On his plate, when they serve him his food, there is a bug crawling on his plate. Oh, I did not see that. There is absolutely a bug crawling on his plate. And I'm like, that f- all the food is fucking bad. That's what tipped me off. I'm like, they mention it, and I'm like, oh, shit. They're all going to get fucking seasick from the boat rocking. Plus, they all have food poisoning. I, I got to say, too, the, the other moment... Uh, at the beginning, just before they start bringing people in, when Woody's standing there with his first mate, uh, it, they hand him the, the uh, champagne glass and he right. sips it, and he's like, you know, gives it a sour look and glances at the guy, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like so. It's just every every little move that Woody Al- Woody Harrelson made just like fucking blew me away in this film. He's, I, I really wish he was. I understand why he's not in the rest of the film, hundred percent. But God, yeah. I wish there was more of him. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't Johnny uh, Walker Black. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and this and then all this is pre it, it leads to chaos, and then the said pirates show up. And, and start blowing shit up, and that's when we get escorted to the island for the Lord of the Flies stuff. Yep. Um, now, the reason I was surprised when no one brought up Vera is because it's, I feel like it's such an important message the film is trying to make. Oh, I, it takes a whole seg- it takes a whole segment of the fucking film to do it. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like an hour. The whole point is, like you said, we have the the layers here. We have the um, you know, you, you have the elites that are that are like. Uh, you know, you have the elites, the, the rich people, the people yep. with all the power. Exactly. Then you have like the captain who has like that superficial power. Uh, he like a figurehead. Uh, then then you have all the uh, direct attendees. These are all the middle managements. These are all the the people getting towels for them, making all the pretty people dressed up that make them feel good. Uh, and then below that are the the grunts that are actually doing the real work, the mechanics, the chefs, the maids, all those people. You've got the, your clear distinction. So this. Boat. boat. It's not. It's and it's not. It's been done several times before. It's not. Not an original idea. But the boat becomes a, a, a microcosm of society, or in this case, like capitalist society, or just society's power structure in general. Yeah, we get I mean, all the different think of, Yeah, you're right. Think of the yacht as just name it anything like a country. you want. Exactly. Yeah. Just a country, uh, an island. What like the yacht is almost like an island before they get to the island. It, there you it's go. you know because it's it's kind of controlled chaos on the, yeah, on the yacht. So we we've isolated a a small uh, representation of society right here on the boat. So and we we see the people that that we have people that earn their money through uh, noble ways, through regular ways, through yep. boring ways, uh, uh, through evil ways, and and we understand you know so there's all this different kind of power, all this kind of different um, accumulation of wealth. It's they're not all evil. Uh, some of them are indifferent. You know, it's it's a realistic portrayal. Yeah. Uh, but so they're, they're all part of the structure. I mean, like uh, I mean, the Russian guy brings brought his fucking uh, mistress. Mistress. <laughs> like they're sitting at the table. I mean, it's just like like the wife's rolling her eyes. Like 
so Vera, and that's Vera, Vera's husband. Mm-hmm. So, so Vera is is um, uh, a complicit part of this structure. You can tell by the fact that she allows her husband to bring the, the mistress along on vacation. It, it's it's uh, it's an acceptance of the power that she's under that allows her to have the power she has. So she's a complicit part of it. So at one point, that one point where she's in the hot tub. Uh, and she's seeing, and she, she she's so aware of the dichotomy of the power structure because she's you know she's living that 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 mistress life part of it. So in a, in a part, you can say it's uh, guilt. Uh, I like to say it's like a human kindness. She actually tries to do something nice, nothing something good, something above the structure. She breaks the structure. She it's a very delicate structure. It's built on this, and she just fucking upends it she just says fuck it you know what why don't you be me and just everything falls the fuck apart yeah no she pulled the fucking keystone linchpin whatever you want to call it everything came tumbling down after that and i and you know it, it didn't even occur to me at first when it occurred to me as a later where we see her covered in in feces sliding back and forth across her bathroom when all vomit. that happens and they start playing the 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 metal music i was mm-hmm. like this is fucking beautiful but at that moment i i like i felt really bad for her and all of a sudden I, I, like it clicked and was like wait but it's her fault see <laughs> 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 like, this is really you know it, it, it's, it's such a hit the, the film just destroys her in that i mean everybody gets 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 shit on or vomited on or whatever but she gets the worst of it and it's 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 and it's karma, karma. bitch <laughs> yeah thank you yes <laughs> So I, I just I don't know why people blew over that because everybody everybody focuses Dude, on the island. I, everybody feel, talks like oh this is all to build up to the island. It's like no no but th- this this explains to us why it's so hard to break these structures yeah. and why and then the island when suddenly the power shifts obviously that's what we're all interested in because because that's the long story when all of a sudden the maid's like oh, I decide who uh, who gets food and by the way who's gonna fuck me tonight I'm the you oh know, my just god when out. they went that way I was like. Well, first of all, I knew the second that she wanted him to go into the the lifeboat with her. I'm like, she wants to get banged, cause she wants to get banged by a hot dude, cause she sees him walking around this yacht all the time. You see her at the very beginning of the film. Uh, she's cleaning out their toilets, scrubbing their floors. Yes, and shit. you know she's just uh, as a matter of fact, Paula. She says that she is the the toilet maid. Mm-hmm. Was that her official title? I, uh, yeah, Abigail I I, was her name. I mean, she had a name. That, you know, that wasn't but Abigail. I, I, Abigail was her name, but her title on the boat was was toilet maid or something like that. Yeah, I mean, again, again the, the the most menial. Again, again, that's why shit. You know, when the shit came up too, that's like all right. You know, the, the, I love it, when she catches was, she catches the octopus. She goes, "I got one. Oh, you got one. That's awesome. Anyone know how to clean this? Uh, no." Nope. No. Anyone, <laughs> yeah, know how, anyone know how to cook this? Uh, no. <laughs> now, and that brings up a good point. At no point in the film is any of this really subtle. No. No. I get. Yeah. Get, like there was really nothing subtle about that scene. Once that scene came, I said, "Okay, I know where the rest of this film's going." I mean, in general. Well, I think what they <laughs> she's was, the only one that knows how to do anything. Well, yeah, it's, and it's, and what I think the director was really trying to uh, get across was they're all rich. They're all overprivileged. None right. of them have any real life skills. Mm-hmm. So if even outside of being stranded on an island, if they were just on the mainland, if 
their money was taken away, let's say they're broke in some way, they wouldn't be able to go out and survive, even in regular society. That's what I think it was trying to point, uh, be- push because, that point across. Right, because they had the power to have other people do that stuff for them. Exactly. Right, so exactly. when that power was taken away from them by, by pirates, uh, you know, that's what's left. I mean, you know, it, again, it's, it's not a subtle story set up. It, it's actually a little bit lazy if you think about it. If you think about it from a straight narrative sense, if this was like a, this is like a serious, like, you know, CBS Tuesday night movie, you know, how does society continue? But this is a tongue-in-cheek, dark comedy exploring power. So yes. you can give it a pass on that. I'm oh, not complaining. Oh, I'm not complaining. Not complaining right. at all. Yeah, um, um, so I, that's why I just don't understand why everybody kind of blew over Vera. I thought I, I was like, why is why is no one talking about Vera? Dude, you know, it's, she's the most tragic character. And then when her husband finds her body washed up on shore and, and cries while she he takes her jewelry off, yeah, I know. It's just oh <laughs> fuck, why why did you do this to me, Phil? This is horrible. I didn't cry, <laughs> but I'd be like, oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> and, and it just shows i mean it shows that it also shows that like that this seeking power isn't all greed because uh, once you get to the island seeking power is how you're going to survive and yeah. then i mean we go full circle with carl carl felt like he was being exploited by his girlfriend now he's openly being exploited and understands it and and, and is going you know so he's now, actually enjoying it he's actually well because well, he got power yeah but he's yeah, also so, he's also infatuated, might I even say, in love with Abigail. Oh, yeah. It starts off kind of awkward and Wait. weird. Well, yeah, kind of. No, he's enjoying being with her. Well, but but it's also but but again, it, it's the power structure on top of that. So it's not like, I mean, now let's let's talk about the important part. All right. Where where I, I'm I'm a little annoyed at the at the at what the uh, common uh, consensus is. The end of the film, uh, at the end of the film, uh, a lot of stuff happens uh, at on the island. There's no reason to go in great detail about it. It's your typical, um, again, microcosmic society. Mm-hmm. What happens when people break rules? Who's going to listen to who? Who's in charge? I'm the captain now. That kind of shit. So, but the, the big crux is at the end. Um, uh, Abigail. That's that's the that's that's the the maid. Maid, right? Yeah. Abigail and Yaya go off together. Yaya is trying to. Um, gain some power back i think uh because she's obviously upset that uh, abigail's been banging her boyfriend right uh but she's but also she, trying to find a way off the island and she's trying to explore it a bit well right but but the pretense of ha- having abigail go along is like kind of trying to mend this thing between them right. i think well abigail or at least or so, at least manipulate all right so leading up to that scene yaya is going to go explore the island to try and see if she can f- see something if maybe there's a mainland whatever she's trying gonna go she's gonna go alone abigail tells her that no don't go alone i'll come with you she go in pairs oh it's safer. Shit, sorry what thank, thanks for correcting me on that um and what leads to that is carl and abigail are in the lifeboat because that's where they're spending their nights um and they have a conversation about Maybe we should just tell everyone that we're together. And mm-hmm. Carl doesn't avoid that. He's the one that actually brings it up. And she's the one that says, no, let's maybe leave everything alone. He wants it out in the open because I feel that he is enjoying being with her, even though it started off with a power you know, thing and it's turned into something different. 
I think it's. I don't think it's about that as much as about he doesn't like the fact that he's a dirty secret. Well, that is, and a part he wants of it, it out in the open. He doesn't want to go around like people asking him, pretending that nothing's happening. He's like, listen, this is. He wants. He wants to expose the transactional nature of the relationship. So listen, this is what's happening. I'm banging her, and she's giving me shit. He want, but that's not how the system works. No, and that's you can't do that because because then you when you when you expose your own exploitation, it kind of just like sours it. I don't know how to explain it any yeah. better than that. I'm a little drunk. So, so, uh, so Abigail and Yaya, they start exploring the island. And, but you get my point. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, they start exploring the island and um, Yaya finds what turns out to be a luxury hotel on the other side. She right. There's an elevator that actually I guess either goes down or up. I don't. I don't know. But two, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming a, down. Yeah, an area. Yeah, probably down because of the rocks. Um, right. An area where people can lounge out. They can go look at the ocean and 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 some deck chairs out right. facing the shore. Right. Right. And what was interesting about that scene is when they pan over and she goes, "Oh, look! It's a luxury. It's a luxury hotel." But because mm-hmm. of the way. The chairs and everything were laid out for a nanosecond. I'm like, is that just pieces of the boat? And then I was like, oh, no, wait, duh, it's an elevator. <laughs> I just thought she was kind of making a joke. Oh, look, it's a luxury hotel when it was just like garbage everywhere. But it was literally, it was a nanosecond that I was like, oh, no, that's all. Okay, fair enough. But for a nanosecond, I'm like, oh, shit, is that just, oh, wait, no, it's fine. All right, so let's set the scene. Let's set it up. They 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 they're both ecstatic that they're they found society uh, found you know um, well fucking Yaya's society. ecstatic Abigail is civilization not. is what I'm looking for civil they found civilization well well they're initially happy okay so then as when they ring for the, the elevator to come up Abigail like is now nervous she's I gotta go take a pee uh, and then Yaya s- sits with her back to abigail facing like the shore or whatever with her legs spread out like she's on the yacht like she's back in like a uh, an area she actually has a pose like she has power now right well now right while abigail's in the back pretending to pee and instead of finding a nice big rock and crying yaya starts talking saying over her shoulder without looking back about hey you know maybe you can come work for me we can get a job or something yeah let me so, let me try and help you out you can work for me as soon right. as she said that, I'm like, oh, you idiot. So, obviously, Abigail is concerned about the shift of power going back. It's an irrational, and her grabbing the brick to, to kill Yaya is obviously an irrational response because it's not like that's going to keep everything the way it is. They're actually going to see that when they come up in the elevator. You know, eventually, someone's going to come up in the elevator. Right, and I the mean, elevator it, does open up at some point. Well, yeah. It's, um, it opens up, and it's empty, but... Right before they go down, she had to take a pee. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said they pushed the, the button. Um, so there's the, you have that moment where she's saying that, oh, you know, maybe I'll help you out. You come work for me. You know, I just I just want to help you. And then we sh- they show Abigail with the rock and they show her face. And then it cuts to black and you hear a thud. Right. No, no, sorry. Let me. I'll, I'll correct that in a second. But but, what's your opinion on whether or not she hit her with the rock? So, what I felt that the ending was is mm-hmm. it's it's a psychological look at yourself. Like, 
it's open-ended for a reason. Like, if you were Abigail or you were Yaya, what do you do? Mm -hmm. If you're Abigail, do you kill Yaya or do you not kill Yaya? If you're Yaya, do you try and become a better person? Do you mean what you're saying about maybe I'll, I'll help you, maybe you can come work for me? Or is that just shallow and you're just already going back to the way things were and possibly you might even be worse because right. now you're thinking of other things like how can I benefit from being stranded on this island? Right. I, I've seen a lot of people that talk about their their take on how the film ends based on the, uh, the fact that uh, Yaya has clearly defined how she uses manipulation to protect herself right. and that a lot of people said she obviously is trying to manipulate the situation here. Um, and, and she's going for power, so she's not sincere in, in what she's saying. Uh, and I, I feel that's reasonable, although I, I would say I, I'm sh- I, I feel like she would still follow up on I mean, there's a chance she might, she might follow up on it, whether or not she was just manipulating. I mean, you manipulate people into your power, sure. but obviously Abigail doesn't want to be under anybody's, anybody's power anymore. She's tasted that glory of being at the top of the fucking chain. Yeah, she doesn't want to go back to being the toilet right. maid. All of that is fucking moot as far as I'm concerned because the exact thing that happens on that film, and I rewound it two or three times at the end because I wanted to make sure, what happens is the shot is you show Abigail with the rock. Right. The, the camera is showing Yaya's back of her head. You hear a thump, and then the screen goes black. It doesn't go black at the moment of the thump. There's a thump. There is a realistic gap of maybe a second or two where you still see her head, and then it goes black. There is no way she fucking hit her unless the the director is lying to us with a fake sound, which I don't know why you would do that. So I don't care what the fucking actress says, or what the director or writer says, anybody. The way you filmed it, there is no fucking way that she got hit with that rock. You're thinking the thud is just her dropping the rock. Yes. There's yeah. nothing else it could be. And if, it, if it's the sound of the rock hitting her head, then how did it happen while I'm still looking at her head? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I just it's just from if 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 the if the if the ending was supposed to be very vague and open ended, he you wouldn't do that. I don't think, right. or you shouldn't do that. So I, I don't I, I have no other opinion. hundred percent, she didn't hit her with a rock. I'm not even saying it's right or wrong. That's just what happened. No, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but I hate that shit. <laughs> I do feel that it is in hmm. large part, even before you hear the thud, it's like, what would you do? No, you're right. That is right. But, but I'm saying the film actually does show us what happened. So that debate, I'm tired of hearing because it's ridiculous. Well, because then it cuts to Carl, who's running, 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 like as fast as he can. Right. And he's and like getting debate. cut on his face because he's not running slowly through these like sticker bushes and all that stuff. Um, so like you see so, that. It, and and I believe what they're doing with that is he's he's he doesn't know. He just knows he needs to get to where to them as quick as possible, and in the process, he is um, he doesn't care how he ends up looking at the end of that. He doesn't care uh, how he is perceived because if he was, he wouldn't be running so fast through these sticker bushes. Because what I think the director is trying to convey is how he's getting cut up so bad, specifically on his face. And that's, I, be, I believe that is for a reason, and I believe that is not an accident. I, I feel like it's a bit of a stretch, to be honest. 
Well, why else would he go through great lengths to show him getting cut on his face so bad? Well, I don't think I, I don't think the great lengths were specifically to show him having cuts on his face. I think the, the intent was to, to to go to great lengths to show him running hurriedly through the jungle, desperately trying to get to uh, the assumption is Yaya and Abigail. Um, but you have to understand, he's a male model in the beginning of the film. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm just I, I just I feel like it's a minute detail. That's all. I, I don't agree. I, okay. I, I, right. I, I really do think that even in some small way, um, being the male model as that he is in the beginning of the film, where he is looked at and seen as beautiful and all of that, and at the end of the film, he doesn't care about that. He just cares about getting to where he needs to be, and it doesn't matter if he is getting cut up or, quote-unquote, uglifying himself to do okay. so. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think it's a valid criticism. What I do think is I think you're seeing the I, I, I think you're missing the forest for the trees if, if I got the phrase right. Um, that is that is a good detail to point out, but I don't think that's the main focus of the scene. And actually, everybody talks if everybody talks about how the rock thing is ambiguous. And I don't think that the rock thing is ambiguous at all. I just I, I know what I saw. What's ambiguous is why Carl was running. and that's what a lot of people debated about. Uh, some people I've seen have said, oh, he must be running because he heard Abigail, uh, yeah, yeah, scream. It's like, well, then that, I, I, I'm not going to make that assumption because why, because you didn't hear anything. So this is something where, this is, this is the ambiguous ending. Not whether or not, yeah, yeah, is dead, but why is Carl in such a hurry? What's well, he motivated by? What, and I feel like it's like, what's he motivated by? Is he motivated by his love of yeah, yeah? Is he motivated by um, Abigail? Um, or is he just concerned? Uh, um, is he just concerned that something bad's going to happen? Because he because he seems like a decent guy. It could be and, uh, throughout and if, the film. If they go through those kind of lens to say, oh, maybe he heard Yaya scream. It, he could have also heard Yaya screaming Abigail's name because she's like Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. She kept saying it over and over. Come, come, he, come, see, come, see. He could have he heard, heard that a helicopter. Well, it could have been anything. He could have heard. He could have heard the smoke monster. The smoke. We don't know. We don't know because I'll. <laughs> Because all we see is him running fr frantically through the forest. We're just assuming he's running towards Yaya and Abigail. I don't think he right. screams anybody's name. He just runs, right? He just runs. Yeah, he doesn't say Yaya or anybody. He just hurriedly, uh, you can tell, very, very concerned, in a hurry, running through the jungle. And I, I, That's the ambiguous part. We don't even know why um, he's trying to do it. And I'm not sure, I, honestly, I don't have an answer for, for why that's important for the ending. I just know that that's the ambiguous part, not the rock. Yeah, no, I agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Now, what's interesting to me, so after I saw the film and after I enjoyed it so much, I started looking up some of the actors, what they've done. The girl that plays Yaya, do you know she died, right? Uh, her name no. is, uh, her real name is Charlie Dean. She died. She was only 30, 32 years old. She died you August. What? Yes, it does. So she died August 29th, 2022, and this movie came out I think it only came out a little time before or a little time after. Um let's see if I can find out when it came out. It came out in France. Um bacterial sepsis. So what they what they did a um an autopsy. So she got into a really bad car accident a few years mm -hmm. earlier, 
and she had her spleen, 2008 she had her spleen removed and oh. because of that they said that she was always or anyone that has their spleen removed is higher risk for things like sepsis and things like bacterial infections and whatnot mm. and they said that her symptoms were pretty light when she went in and then her 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 body just shut down and then she ended up dying from that Ooh. it's fucking crazy because the movie comes out may of 2022 then june then june then july and july and then august she dies it's fun. it's absolutely nuts. And given how young she was, the fact that they had to remove her spleen, and that's ultimately what ended up contributing to her, oh. you know, getting sick. Thanks for bringing the room down. I'm sorry, but you know, I, I I had to bring it up because her character is excellent in the film, and All they right, they gonna... they were saying that she was. I think she's uh, South. Uh, South American, like Charlize Theron. No, oh, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, South American, South Africa. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, um, I know. Yes, I know. You know. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna switch gears. Yeah, please. You're getting too depressing. I'm sorry. All right, I, I want to point. The other thing I loved about Woody Harrelson's character. I think this is the last big thing I have to say about the film because I know we're running long. Yeah. Um, Woody Harrelson, the, the Russian and Woody Harrelson, though it's it's a great pairing and it really it, it's. I love it. Well, their whole so interaction the, when they're drunken and they're, they're in the, the hull or the front end of the boat. Yeah. Um, and cabin. They have the cabin and they got the microphone and he's talking about how his country killed John F. Kennedy and uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy. And the, like that whole scene is brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not even, a, it's like, a, it's like it's interwoven amongst all the other chaos going on. Um, and uh, it, it takes, it, it's a yeah, it's a lengthy uh, back and forth between the two. I, I, I lost my fucking thing here. You were because talking about I, Woody Harrelson being amazing. And, well, I know, and you cut me off, so I'm trying to catch out where I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought you lo- forgot what you were going to say. I I did now because you cut me off. That was what I was trying to get to. Whoops. Um, no, the actor uh, Zlatko Burek that plays Dimitri. Uh, it was Dimitri, and then Woody Harrelson is just the head captain. You never get a name. Just um, what, what I love. So what, be, between the two of them, we have the Russian oligarchs. So this guy is a, uh, a is a capitalist, uh, you know, communist, or he's a communist capitalist. And then the captain is a capitalist communist. Yeah. So they're they're both. So it shows like that. Like it shows people in the power structure where they have the power, and yet they're still not. They they're not happy with the structure. They're, they're part of it, and they they reap the benefits of it. But at the same time, they realize that that they're it, it's flawed and that they're both flawed i mean and it, it's really it's a way to point out that it's it, like it's it's it not really about like which system is better because all these systems work under this same kind of power structure and so these characters are like total opposites but at the same time totally get one another right and it, it's a it really just helps you it, again it's a real focus of the film and i, I think that gets more attention than vera it Poor does vera. yeah did woody harrelson get we should talk about the nominees for, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're I, went, I went a little long on this. I apologize. Okay. I'm just very passionate about this film. This is a great fucking movie. I, well, I love this only, film. <laughs> luckily, it's only up for three nomination nominees uh, or uh, awards. Oh, fucking yeah, we got to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 up for best original screenplay, best director, 
and Best Picture. Ah, so let's look at screenplay first. It's yep. up against The Banshees of Ina Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, I, I actually could have paired Triangle of Sadness with Tar as well. You could have. As a yeah. matter of fact, you know what the perfect pairing for this movie would have been had it what? been nominated for Best Picture, which, might I say, should have been nominated for Best Picture? The Menu. I was just thinking that I was looking for the thumbnail, and I I I got a couple of shots of the dinner scene, and I, I remember thinking, yeah, this is kind of like the menu, yeah. And uh, little, Mare little and I Mare and there. I watched it last weekend, and we both loved it. The menu. I I, I like having I have I like having a heads up. I, I like being one step ahead of my son. Uh, like just a couple of nights ago, he walks in and goes, like, "Scott, yeah, the menu. You heard of it?" It's like I've seen it. I said, "Really? What'd you think? Great. Yeah." It's like so you know. <laughs> He, he always thinks he's going to recommend me films. So he's like, no, 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 I'm the oh one. Oh, my God. I just had that the other night. So uh, my oldest son, he's like, uh, he goes, okay, you ever hear of Bruce Willis? I'm like, dude, don't do, don't do this. <laughs> like, just stop doing this. And he's like, he's like, well, wait a minute. I was like, yes, of course. And then he starts naming off other actors. I'm like... I know all of them. He goes, I'm going to get to one you don't know. And then he's like, okay, Al Pacino. I'm like, stop it. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts oh. rattling off a couple of names of people who do TV shows. I'm like, I don't do TV shows. I'm like, you can name TV show actors all the live long day. And I, it, I yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you stumped me on TV show actors. I don't do TV shows. That's the light. That's the light beer of entertainment. No, yeah. no, thank you. I mean, the t the the quote unquote TV that I do is, you know, like Breaking Bad or The Sopranos right. or shit like that. Anyway, but it, anyway. I think it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> as far as original screenplay, yeah, Al Pacino, stop it. Um, <laughs> the original screenplay, I think I'm going Everything Everywhere All at Once or The Banshees of Ina Sharon. As much as I love this film, I don't think it'll win. It's a dark horse. It's it's really yeah. deserving of it, but it's, there's it so is. much good stuff. It is. I just yeah. I don't think it wins. Um, directing, we have Martin, Mar thing. Martin McDonough for Banshees of Ina Sharon, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. Again, I think Same thing. Daniels walks away with everything everywhere all at once. And then, of course, Best Picture. I will shit a gold brick sideways if tri <laughs> Triangle of Sadness wins Best Picture. Uh, yeah, I, I agreed. Um, <laughs> let's put it this way. I think it has a better chance of winning Best Picture than movies like Avatar and Elvis <laughs> and uh, maybe Don't. women Thanks talking me. I think it has a better shot than most films but again there's some stiff competition I, I think everything everywhere is the favorite I think I hope so Banshees of Ina Sharon is also up there and honestly I, I think all Quiet on the Western Front has a better shot, to be honest. It's just a well-made movie. So those are the three nominees 
If they not another war film, please no. It's not going to. This win. is not it's the winning, time for it's that. It's going to win best international feature. That's all. That's, quiet, yeah. It's winning that, yes. and that's where they're going to be. It's like you've won best Oops. international feature. Take the win. Yeah, let's hope so. so. Anyway, so let's rate anyway, this. Yeah, let's rate it. this thing. Let's rate it. It's currently sitting. Oh, shit. That's right, we rate these. Um, right now it's seven point four. That is way too fucking low. And I want to check the demographics real quick just to see if there's anything. Uh, no. Lowest demographic is females. Uh, females under eighteen. Well, duh. Six point four. Highest demographic is uh, eh, nothing important. Eh. No, uh, but I think a lot of people they have males in the twenty nine. What they have an issue with is. I think they got the message wrong. You know, I think they got the message wrong. They think they see this film about all these the influencers and the overprivileged and they're like, "You know what? They're 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 doing this and they're they make all this money and you know what? They deserve everything that happens to them." And they take the message, they take it and they just said, "I don't like this." I I I I haven't seen anybody do that, but I hope that's not happening. I'm saying I think that's how they're going in with their voting. Honestly, because if I, they I go in and they really break the film down, it is much higher than a seven point four. This is also the kind of film that, if you're not used to a slow burn dark comedy with that's basically social commentary, uh, the the film's gonna feel very. Um, again, it's it's not subtle, right? Like you know what's happening. It's not you have to go back and read. I mean, you can go like we did, go through just you know the power structures and everything that they don't talk about. But the film like really telegraphs to you what's going to happen so some audiences that aren't into the message or the acting or anything may find the film dull because of that true i can understand that all right from a from an amateur perspective so let's uh let's rate it what are you thinking oh i would love to give it an eight i hell if if you wanted to talk me into a nine i don't think i would fight you on it i i enjoyed the film that much but I think an eight is very, very appropriate. It's that good. I, like all of his films, they don't win me over one hundred. I mean, I love the film, but like it, just as far as like, I mean, like like I mentioned with the square, I got the message. I liked what it did with it, but there are some points where I just it just drags a little bit too much. And yeah. this one is like the least draggy of them. But the but the island part, I was getting a little frustrated with at that point because I felt like the, the important stuff was happening on the boat. That's part of the message, but I just I, I wouldn't go a nine because of that. I'm and fine. I'm, I, I, I'm fine with an eight because because of that and because of the fucking rock thing. Don't <laughs> don't fuck around with that shit. Just just say what you mean. Eight it is. True. True. Eight is good. All right. All fucking, right. Uh, fucking uh, lost in translation bullshit. Don't, don't. <laughs> write an ending. Wow, I can't believe we we went almost an hour. But you know what? That's a tried. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's a tried and true review from us. When we promise thirty, and we end up going an hour because we just enjoy the film, and we're breaking and we, it, it, we're breaking it down and, that much. And it wasn't half an hour of fucking uh, tangents. True, I did go off. There you a go. Couple so let's times, wrap it up. All right, everybody. All right, thank you. This is episode three hundred and ninety-one of Movie Sucktastic, heading fastly towards four hundred. So, are we going to do anything? Probably not. Uh, so uh, go to our website at movies. Maybe I'll have a new website by then. I don't know. Uh, go to moviesactastic.com and download or listen to the show there. 
You can also go to iTunes and do the same thing. You can go to Facebook.com slash MovieSucktastic and look what we post there. You can leave us email at TheMovieGuys at MovieSucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. And you can do a search for us on your favorite search engine. Just do a search for MovieSucktastic. We come up everywhere. Download the Android app for your whatever device Android is giving you right now. Uh, moviesucktastic.com forward slash mst.apk or just download your favorite podcast player and do a search for us. Just do a search for Moviesucktastic and you can listen to all of our episodes uh, for free. Mind you, there are some podcasts that charge you money or uh, a subscription to listen to all their episodes. Personally, I think that's silly, but whatever, that's me. Anyhow, um, do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Yeah, just say no. (laughs) Just say no. Jesus. Just say no. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week when we are reviewing the last two films in the Oscar category for Best Picture, Avatar and The Fablemans. we're, We're ending on a low note. Listen, it it just it has to be. I know, I know. It has to be. All right, right, goodbye. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll be there next week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.